Hey everyone, this is Ariel Greenberg and Hannah Maria Corey. Today we are here to talk about the connections between the characters and places of the novel, which connect to how Caden's mind is transferring between his two worlds of the ship and his current mental status in the presence of the mental hospital. So some of there are many characters in Challenger Deep, and the author has a clever way of connecting both the characters from Caden's world of quote unquote make believe and Kate and the actual reality of the the real world. And um so one example of this is so uh Caden has a doctor. His name is Dr. Poi Poi and um in Caden's world make believe he has him represented as a parrot um for multiple reasons like the Dr. Poi wears like colorful Hawaiian shirts, and the parrot has very colorful feathers and tropical weather. Um, and he also represents has um, Callie, who is a girl who he is in the um, mental hospital with, uh, and she is representing the world, his world of make believe in a sense, or the world in his head, as uh, Cal- Calliope, who is the uh, chief of muses. And uh, so the just that kind of connection, uh, and then he also represents has um, more abstract things in a sense um, represented as characters in Kane's world make make believe, um, such as for example the captain, uh, he is represents more of like the embodiment of the mental illness, like in a sense all oh, the captain runs the ship, the ship could be taken as. Caden in a sense like or his mind and the captain is in a sense in charge of it and Caden is kind of like um services is like um a servant to him he does what he says so the cap the mental illness is kind of running Caden's life in a sense um and they also some of the past memories that Caden's had come comes up to at random moments throughout his uh world his mental the alternate reality so like the jumpers from the crow nest on the ship they are actually uh from a trip he saw a family trip a few years back when people bungee job bungee jumped off of a really really high building and he was forced to do it with his family so there's that connection and um carlisle is actually it is interesting how the author has carlisle in the real world, it, he keeps the name Carlisle in both the real world and all like alternate reality world. They're both in a sense like a, they're both therapeutic for Caden. Like they both offer him really good advice. They both help him to go on the right path. Um, yeah, and they he acts more like a men, mentor to Caden in both the real and alternate reality world. Yeah, one thing I'd like to add to this character section is that um, it was very creative author's choice to have the names in like real life and Caden's real world, real world to be similar to the um, objects or like the like parrot, for example, is similar to Peroy. So I thought it was very interesting author's choice to do that, to try to lead readers on before he um, explicitly said what these characters represented. So I thought Shisterman really... Um, was creative in the sense that he used that to illustrate who these people were. Okay, so the major theme here is between two worlds. 
for Caden, um, his two worlds are the mental hospital, which is his reality, and then also um, what he's going through mentally, um, what he's envisioning in his mind um, with the ship and the captain and the parrot and all the characters there. Um, and as we've seen from Hannah Marie, there's um, direct parallels um, between his two worlds and readers can really start to draw connections between um, who these characters relate to on the ship um, and then also how the ship is relating to his mental illness and what each part of the ship um, really resembles in his um, schizophrenia that he's going through um, in his real world in the mental hospital. Um, and this ship imagination um, at first is confusing because the author does not piece it together for readers. Um, until further along in the book. Um, but this is what makes it so creative and illustrative. Um, and readers can really see how much Caden is struggling because he goes through a lot on the ship, you know, um, being told by the parrot that he's going to kill the captain and being told by the captain that he has to kill the parrot. Uh, there's just, it's just this internal conflict that he either um, pushes away his therapist and the people who are there to help him at the hospital, or um, he chooses to push away the captain, which is his schizophrenia, the mental illness. Um, and it's hard for him to choose which one he should choose to battle. And um, he really, he really has to keep jumping between these two different worlds to really put into perspective which choice is the right choice. Um, and then the second between two worlds theme that's really running throughout this novel is family versus reality. Caden's parents, um, towards the beginning of the book, tell him that they're going um, on vacation, I believe. And um, he ends up in this mental hospital, which is the white plastic kitchen, as he refers to it as. Um, and his parents just kind of recognize that there's something wrong with him. And this is where they sent him. They occasionally visit um, without the sister for the first several times because um, she's scared of what her brother is going through. You know, he had mood swings and was just... Um, down often and it was just really scary for the parents and obviously his sister to go through that and just really see what he was going through um and his family he often feels like his family does not understand him and they have a huge misconception about the illness because it's hard to for someone to really recognize that they do have mental illness and that they're struggling um and it was definitely difficult for Caden to really recognize that um but his parents recognized it immediately which is why they sent him to the hospital and you know he may have been really upset about this um but towards the end he began to see that his family really wanted what was best for him and um it, what was best for him was to get some professional help um and he came along to realize that which is you know part of his character development just really realizing that his parents were there to help um and they would visit frequently to check up on how he was doing um and he finally got to go home with them and just really reconnect with his family. Um, so those are like kind of essentially four different worlds that he's in, um, but they're each kind of um, connecting with one another and really uh, facing off with one another to provide readers what it's like to go through an illness like Caden is going through. Go. So there are many different places that um, in uh, Challenger Deep. One of these places is something Caden refers to as the white plastic kitchen. Um, and these, this usually appears a lot in his dreams, um, sometimes in the dreams. Um, and this is, in reality, the hospital and the different aspects of the hospital. Um, like it could be the um, MRI tube or the hospital bed or just the different aspects. And people around the hospital, are, they show up in the white plastic kitchen. Um, the crow's nest in the alternate reality um, on the ship is in more like the real world 
could be taken as Dr. Poirot's office because that's um, where everything kind of happens. And the ship, it could be taken as like the therapy group room or Caden himself. Um, that's kind of like the ship I feel like is more up for interpretation in a sense. Like it's, it can be many different things and it's just however, what angle you come and you look at um, through just how you view the book in a sense and just how you think that the description acts. Okay, so onto the objects that hold uh, many different symbolisms in between the two worlds of Caden, which once again is a reminder, um, is the ship that represents the, the mental illness as a whole, but also um, the mental hospital where Caden is recovering from his illness. So the first um, object to talk about here are the cocktails. Um, this might be confusing to readers at first because it's mentioned when the ship in imagery starts coming on, like he gets these cocktails and he's not really sure what they are. Um, and later on in the book, the um, author, Neil Shusterman, really connects that these cocktails are actually the mixture of the different um, medicines and pills that Caden has to take. And throughout his time in the hospital, sometimes Dr. Peroy, his therapist and doctor there, um, will prescribe him with something more to really help um, ease like the mental pain that he's going through. Um, so that's really the symbolism of the cocktails. Um, the next really important piece that some people might um, kind of throw away after the part with um, the girl's sky is gone when she's always doing the puzzles um, is this sky puzzle piece. Um, this represents the hope for better tomorrow and really um, completes the kind of like mental, like really stormy um, and cloudy um, time that Caden is going through um, with, you know, his mental illness. Um, and towards the end, uh, when he's finally leaving the hospital and walking out that door and not looking back, um, the sky is finally put together and the piece is put back um, because he had held it in his pocket for so long. And there was one point where he thought he lost it and it was kind of emotional for him to realize that he did lose this. Um, but once he was able to realize he still had the momentum to keep going and he could put it back together and his world felt a little bit more complete and like um, he could look up to the sky and you know know there's always going to be a tomorrow for him. So that piece was really symbolic um, and it's important to really not forget that that was there. Um, another important symbol that um, came up sort of in the beginning of the book were the dolphins on his sister's wall. Um, he really thought this was like the evil trying to follow him. Um, this also relates to the sprinklers that he saw on his neighbor's lawns in the uh, beginning because he said they were like hissing like snakes and that the grass was teeth and the uh, sprinklers were allowing the grass to grow teeth. So it was like a snake. Um, so he really saw these dolphins and snakes not a, and uh, sprinklers not as happy things, um, but more so as things that were trying to come after him um, and attack him. And really he was... Um, he was suffering through schizophrenia and uh, he couldn't he couldn't recognize it at the time. Um, and then finally, um, as we see in like towards the middle of the book, the ship that he's imagining um, turns from wood to copper and he sees Calliope, which is the statue um, in the front of the boat. He sees her kind of turn to copper too and gets um, a little mossy and you know might start decaying. Um, and he sees that the symbolism of it turning from wood to copper is that now suddenly there's no escape like copper is kind of it's solid um and it can rust and get really bad but it's pretty solid and it's going to stay which says that um the mental illness is like cementing itself to him 
Um, so these are all really important symbols to really keep in mind and to track while reading Challenger Deep. Um, Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Deep Thoughts. Signing off, I'm Ariel Greenberg. And I'm Hannah Marie Clory. And thank you for tuning in.